Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. On this episode, we're actually going to do some news again, even though we just did a bunch of news in the last episode, but I don't know. It just felt right. There's just some interesting things to talk about. You can never have enough great news. Exactly. And then after that, we're going to go into some lockdown advice and activities and thoughts because yeah, uh, the pandemic is still going on and the lockdown is still a thing. So we should probably talk about it once in a while. Yeah. All right, let's get into the news. This is Plant-Based News with Kat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today making news, did you know that you can get a vegan turkey that actually looks like <laughs> a turkey? So I, I saw this today too. And oh, so you did know. I did know just be- <laughs> just before you told me, I saw it on Facebook as well. But I also, so I was like really surprised when I saw it, but then I started thinking about it. And when I go to, sometimes when I go to like Asian grocery stores, they have tofu in the shape of like half chickens. Oh. So I'm not like, I, it's like a thing already. <laughs> so I don't know why I was so surprised by it. Interesting. I mean, this picture though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pi- the picture is interesting. Is this a- is this actually what it looks like? That fully looks like a turkey. It's got legs and wings and everything. It yeah, right? Like from the photo that I saw, it looks pretty real. Maybe too real. But anyways, this is from a vegan startup named Prime Roots in San Francisco Bay Area. And they recently unveiled their offerings for Thanksgiving, which includes this turkey special. So you get this whole vegan bird for $39.99. Oh, just the the turkey? How much is a normal turkey? I... Don't it can't know. be forty dollars, right? Well, it would depend on the size and yeah, the weight, right? Because usually it's by per it's per pound or something, right? Yeah, you can get the full vegan bird is the forty dollar ones, but then they're also offering a sixteen ounce vegan turkey roast, which is thirty dollars, and then there are meal bundles, and those prices range depending on the size. So I guess how many people you're buying yeah. to serve. Um, so that can include either the turkey roast or the full turkey. And vegan bacon spiked sides, such as roasted sweet potatoes, roasted Brussels sprouts, and roasted green beans, along with gravy and cranberry sauce. Is it just like a tofurkey roast, just in the shape of a turkey? Well, except it's made with different stuff, right? Oh, they're sold out. Yeah, they're already sold out for Thanksgiving, but there's new ones coming for Christmas, at least. Yeah. So the turkey itself, the full turkey, is 17 ounces, so just over a pound. Um, but you mentioned if it's just the same as like a tofurkey roast. But I mean, it's got different ingredients because mm. the main thing that Prime Roots, I think, makes a lot of their stuff out of is koji. Okay. Which is a Japanese fungus. Hmm. So it's got that and then rice, water, rice bran oil, pea protein, uh, and then some other like fancy stuff. 
spices, rice paper, and tapioca. Oh, I wonder if that's like the turkey skin. Maybe. Because it does have like a it's skin got on it, shiny, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it is definitely significantly more expensive than a regular turkey. Yeah, this would be a treat for sure. Yeah, like prices I'm looking up for just like meat regular turkey. It's like a dollar a pound. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. Catherine, would you would you buy this? I'm intrigued by it, but I like I assume it's the same as their regular roast. It's just in a different shape, right? Probably. Like they have it in like roast form and turkey form. Yeah, so you just get the smaller one for ten dollars less. <laughs> yeah, like I'd ra- I'm more interested in the product itself, not it looking like a turkey. Mm. I feel like it would be really fun for some photography, but forty dollars is a lot for a pound of food. <laughs> it is. I mean, part of me is just like really curious to try it one time, mm-hmm. just to see. It's but freaking it's- me out. <laughs> Is it too realistic? I don't know. It's just like, it's so strange to look at. Like, it looks real. It looks more like a chicken than a turkey just because of the size of it. But like, it's just freaky because you know it's not a chicken or a turkey. (laughs) And I kind of like, I want to know what happens with the wings. Like, how are the wings and the legs happening here? Yeah, like, is there like fake bone in it? Or is it just like full on, you just bite into it. It's like a nugget. And I also can't decide if I want that or not because it's yeah. almost creeping me out that it would be too realistic and I would feel sad about it. It's super interesting. That's for sure. Like it lit- it reminds me of like a cartoon roast turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how someone would animate it. I'm very curious. I want I'm going to keep my eye on socials. I really want to see if people try it. Yes, definitely. Are they... A big company like are they popular we just don't know them because they're not in canada or are they fairly new it looks like they are only in california got it and mostly they're in some restaurants but then they're in a lot of whole foods locations okay and then some other uh like smaller scale grocery stores mm-hmm. but yeah it feels like such a tease for us to talk about something that looks so good but you can only get it in California and also it's mostly sold out already (laughs) okay let's uh let's bring it back local Mm -hmm. a story from Toronto which I mean we don't have a lot of those but (laughs) recently actor Joaquin Phoenix visited a Toronto vegan restaurant just to compliment its food which restaurant it was Animal Liberation Kitchen okay we've had that before at like festivals and stuff yeah so he actually his assistant picked it up like the day before picked up some lunch for them Mm -hmm. you know celebrity life yeah my Um, assistant does that for me all the time what where's (laughs) mine (laughs) but he liked the food so much that he wanted to go back the next day to like personally tell them how much he enjoyed it and how good it was Oh, Joaquin. He said specifically, like, the smoky mac and cheese is what did it. Hmm. I mean, when you get a good mac and cheese, it's hard not to want to compliment the chef. Right? Uh, That just feels, like, so relatable to be just compelled by mac and cheese to do, you know. (laughs) Like, I just, I have to tell you how good this is because vegan mac and cheese, when it's good, it's powerful stuff. The mac and cheese just spoke to him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But they said it was a very nice moment where he just, like, walked in to tell them about the food. And then 
I think it's the owner's daughter who is like a really big fan of him but she wasn't there when he came in to visit mm. so he's like well what we'll we'll take a picture for her and then we'll have a picture for her so that's how this photo that came from that moment came to be like they didn't come in and be like can we take a selfie with you because you're in mm. a restaurant but it was him being like well let's take a photo because your daughter couldn't be here for this moment but it's so cool nice all right so we got to move on we got to talk about the the one thing, I mean, the two things that we didn't know we needed, but apparently we we need more Beyond Burgers. <laughs> yeah, of course, because we don't have enough vegan burgers. I mean, we sound so privileged right now, I which <laughs> we want as vegans, we 100% are, especially going vegan when we did, because like so many of these products, like... 20 years ago no one could have thought these products would exist i do think it's important to like keep developing a product and improving it but it Mm -hmm. it just feels like we keep getting more burgers and not other things so what i actually so i had the same initial reaction where i was like oh my god so many burgers why do we need more but i was looking reading more into it and i think they're developing some that are like lower fat more lean or something like that or like those are kind of the differences between the different patties which when I think about it, isn't terrible because like when you're shopping for meat, there are lean proteins and there are not lean pro. I don't know what the opposite name is, but (laughs) there are like different uh, ratios of fat to protein, right? So I guess we can expect the same thing from vegan. Like it's nice to be able to have the same thing in the choice in vegan burgers too. Yeah. Like it says the first new iteration will be juicier and meatier while containing 35% less saturated fat than the 80-20 beef patties. Mm -hmm. And then the second iteration, which they're calling their most nutritious patty yet, will be 55% lower in saturated fat than the 80-20 beef patties. And both new burgers will be lower in calories and have overall less fat Hmm. than 80-20 beef burgers and offer comparable micronutrient profile to beef. Oh, so they're both lower than 80-20 ratio. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what... I I really wish they had released their ratios of what they are. Yeah. And I also... It's interesting that they release these um, more kind of nutrient-focused products. And what was it? Like a month or two ago, we were talking about Light Life calling them out for being unhealthy and not nutritious enough. So I wonder if when that happened, Beyond was in the background being just like, okay, chill out. We got this. We got this handled. (laughs) Yeah, really. I wonder. (laughs) I also like I wonder. I'm assuming the reason is, is because so many people who aren't vegan who are trying plant-based or meat-free options probably go to try it and then they're like wait this isn't healthier for me why am I even eating this if it's not even healthier than a meat version and the meat version so much cheaper and it's familiar to me and I like it already like I already like I'm just gonna be honest I don't think the environmental reason is enough for a lot of people I think they all they also need to kind of something get something out of the product too for to switch over especially since it's a more expensive product so I feel like beyond probably knows that and they're like you know we need to at least try and make it a little healthier than their meat option because if we're gonna try and convince people to switch over for the animals and for the planet we need to benefit them somehow too Exactly. The CEO, he said, 
Our commitment is to provide consumers with absolutely delicious plant-based meats that are better for people and the planet, no sacrifice required. These new iterations deliver on this promise, and I am immensely proud of our team's ability to make such strong advances in taste, juiciness, and nutrition. Juiciness. Mm-hmm. Just as you can find different varieties of ground beef, consumers will now have more choice to satisfy their individual mm-hmm. nutritional needs and preferences. I wonder if they plan to release it in the Beyond Beef as well, not just the Beyond Burger. Yeah, it doesn't say anything yet, but hopefully, I mean, I would assume they'll yeah. continue to innovate on all of their products. And they plan to keep their regular 8021, right? That was my understanding of it. So, like, they will have three different versions of Beyond Meat out there. I believe so. Yeah. It's not like replacing this one with that one. Yeah. Okay. Our last piece of news is about the new CoverGirl launch at mm. Target mm-hmm. because it's their first vegan mascara. So they're launching a version of their Lash Blast Mascara at Target with additional retailers to come in January 2020, sorry, 21. So they're starting in Target and then it'll be available other places. Yeah. And it's going to retail for $8 and it's made without parabens and sulfates. And instead it's infused with argan and marula oils. Hmm. And the other interesting thing I saw about this is that the packaging that it comes in is made from 80% recycled paper. Why don't they do that to all their packaging? I was wondering <laughs> that too. If it's um, a pretty easy switch and... Uh, and if they clearly think it's a good marketing thing, why don't they do it with all of their products? Exactly. I haven't bought makeup in a really, really long time. Is $8 for mascara normal? It seems reasonable to me. I don't know how it compares to like a more high-end brand. I assume it's much cheaper than a high-end brand. Yeah, but for something you would get at like Target, I feel like $8. Okay, yeah, I just honestly didn't remember. (laughs) I don't don't know either. I don't know either. (laughs) But I also, we might have talked about this, but I didn't realize like how many products they released last year that were vegan. Hmm. Because, and this was specifically at Ulta. Yeah. They also released, it's their new Clean Fresh line. So they had a skin milk foundation, which is coconut milk based. Skin milk foundation. I know, right? (laughs) Weird name. (laughs) They had a blush. They had a lipstick, I believe. And then like a tinted lip oil. Hmm. I wonder if they plan to like transfer all their products over to vegan eventually. (laughs) I don't know, but I, at least, it says here in 2018, they obtained their Leaping Bunny certification, which means that they're cruelty-free. Okay, I was actually just going to ask that. Yeah, so they don't test on animals, and that would go for all of their products. So that is a good step alone, but hopefully they will move more into this space. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, like the packaging, and even like, not just like the packaging that it comes in, but also like the actual packaging of the products like the like mascara the tube. tube and stuff yeah. yeah if that could be made more mm-hmm. environmentally friendly that would be huge or even just like i like i don't know what else you could make it with but not plastic yeah exactly it's nice to see non-food brands starting to go more vegan and eventually cruelty free um also like solely for selfish reasons not that i really buy makeup but like 
it is so hard to tell what's vegan and what's not in non-food ingredient list. So it's really nice when the word vegan is listed on things that are vegan with non-food oh. stuff because I honestly have no idea. Oh my goodness, I know. I think we've talked about this before. Like with any kind of like health and beauty products, you read those ingredients and it's just kind of like an, it's another language. Yeah, I'm like, these are all chemicals. It could be vegan. It could be not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But before we go and sign off the news, I have an update re the uh, Subway cookie. It is oh a double goodness. chocolate cookie, not a chocolate chip cookie. Okay. That's, that's okay. my only update. <laughs> that, that I is... just know it's a double chocolate cookie. That's good to know. Does that change your excitement for it? Or... No, I'm still very excited. <laughs> a, a cookie is a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note... That's going to be it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the Subway cookie crumbles. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about lockdown. Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> us, we're in, well, we're not in the same city, so we're in Ontario. Yeah. Catherine, you're going into official lockdown. I As technically of today. am not. Yeah. Yeah. But you um, should be. Oh, definitely. I Just think put all this of, clear uh, where our yep. stance lies. <laughs> yeah, we definitely believe that mm -hmm. uh, my area should have been included in the lockdown, but it was not. Nevertheless, we thought we would kind of talk about lockdown advice, how to handle it, because I think not just us, but places in the UK, some mm -hmm. places in the States should are and all of it should be in lockdown yeah yeah really and some places throughout europe as well not just uk i was listening to a podcast and i think greece's lockdown is yeah. really intense like yeah. you have to there's only six valid reasons you can leave your house and before you leave your house you have to text your name and the reason you're leaving and they give you approval to leave so if you get stopped by a police officer you literally have to show that you got approval like that's intense oh yeah that it's not like that here. We no. we we often use the honor system in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean for Catherine and I, that hasn't really. I mean, going to lockdown again doesn't affect us too much. Thankfully, we've been able to, you know, still live our lives from home normally. So a lot of people are feeling yeah, you know, kind of the same stress that they felt back in March about you know, I can't go out and be social. And it, it is something that helps get a lot of people through. And we also think about the small businesses that are going to be hit the hardest from this. But nonetheless, we're all in this together, but apart. Mm -hmm. Yes. So should we talk about some of the ways that uh, we've been getting through the lockdown or things that we're going to try especially for the winter sure uh but disclaimer like we are not experts i don't know if there's a lockdown expert but we're not experts in this so what works for us probably or might not work for you so it's all about trying different things and figuring out what works for you in a safe way oh yeah for sure i feel like i've tried a different thing every month <laughs> <laughs> all right Devin, what gets you through lockdown because like i'm gonna preface this by saying that even when the areas we lived in weren't in lockdown. Devin and I kind of treated it in a way very similarly to previously. Like we didn't really go out that much. We don't, we still, we've seen each other like once or twice from a distance since March. So like, and I don't see anybody else. <laughs> like, so like we haven't really changed even when 
it seemed to be looking like it was getting better in the summer, at least here in Canada, we didn't really change our behavior all that much. So we've been kind of in the lockdown mindset for a long time. Yeah, it's just now everyone else is back to joining us in it. (laughs) And we're like, welcome. We've missed you. (laughs) So Devin, what are some of the ways that you are coping with lockdown? Well, I think one of the biggest things that I've had to like force myself to embrace is just the idea that you're allowed to not do stuff so oh struggle with that I know right but like I will binge shows more than I used to before like last weekend I finally got into Schitt's Creek oh and I I don't think all lockdown have I just kind of put a show on and sat down and actually like watched a bunch of episodes like without doing anything else yeah wow it was so different but I enjoyed it so much (laughs) wow and I will say when I heard about people talking about Schitt's Creek they would say oh you know it doesn't really get good until like the fourth season oh my goodness but honestly the first and second season I I feel like they resonated with me more than they would have at another time because the whole show is about this family this rich family who loses everything and has to go live in a motel Mm -hmm. in this town that they own yeah and they're basically going through a pretty major shift in their life Mm -hmm. and i felt like in a way that kind of reflected what we've been going through right (laughs) now because we lost a lot of the things that we were used to having and we took for granted and that's everything that these characters i mean the things that they lost are you know very nice things yeah you felt like moira yeah yeah i just i kind of related to them having to adjust to these different circumstances and Mm -hmm. you know having those moments where okay we're doing okay and then being like no this i really miss the way that things were and then like kind of like finding their groove in it and i just it felt so similar to what we're going through so the first and second season to me are kind of a good watch right now well that's nice you found like a little piece of reflection in your binge watching yeah it was almost like pandemic content without being pandemic content you know (laughs) accidental pandemic content yeah (laughs) because it was similar but not too on the nose ah but yeah i still struggle when there's nothing to do so like we didn't film this weekend i woke up saturday morning and i was like what the hell do i do (laughs) Because normally we film every Saturday. We start around like 10, 1030, and we're filming for a few hours together. So usually I have something to do in the morning, whether it's like finishing up any extra blog posts or things like that or clean the kitchen before we film, all that stuff. I literally woke up and I was like, oh, wait, I woke up at like eight or something. I was like, I have nothing to do. What the- What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, I played The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you feel doing nothing or like just hanging out i mean it was fun i still i still struggle with not feeling productive Mm -hmm. but the sims is one of those things that i don't ever not feel productive because i'm like building a house (laughs) and a family in the sims so i'm so productive (laughs) (laughs) so it's one it's one of those easy things that i could like pass hours do like I could play sims all day on a day so it's one of those easy go-tos where I'm like I'm bored I need something to do but I don't want to necessarily work I just want to like not think so Mm -hmm. I go to the sims very often because I find even if I put on like a show or a movie that I really like 
I will find myself like scrolling through Instagram sometimes during it. And sometimes I just don't want to do that. Yeah. It's interesting that you mention uh, waking up and kind of having nothing to do because that's kind of something that I still dread and I mm-hmm. really don't like, like especially in a pandemic because I feel like when I have nothing to do, it gives my mind too much time to worry and yeah. like wander and obviously scroll Twitter way too much and get even more stressed. Yeah. So I have found that like, I know morning routines are such a cliche. cliche thing. Yeah. But I have found like having some kind of purpose or like reason to get moving in the morning is yeah. what will kind of set my day on a positive route. Whereas if mm-hmm. I just kind of lie there, I'm like, well, I don't really have a reason to get up. I'll just scroll and hang out. And then enough time passes that I just kind of feel really down by doing that. So I've just noticed that it's something that I need. And even like, it's not necessarily I need to be productive or I need to work, but I just need to get up. So sometimes part of that morning routine is just like doing something that's just for me. And a lot of times that has just been like, what am I going to make for breakfast that isn't super basic like let's just put a little time into breakfast and then that gets me going and kind of gets me feeling better Mm -hmm. yeah um i have thrown all my morning routine out the window this week (laughs) i showered this morning for the first time in like three days (laughs) there was like like thursday friday i or sorry friday saturday i woke up friday and i was like i should probably shower like my hair is getting kind of gross and then i was like you know what? Screw it. I work from home. I'll just put it up. (laughs) Whatever. And then Saturday, I was like, I should probably shower. I was like, wait, I don't need to film today. (laughs) I don't need to look good. I plan to bake all day and sweat because the oven's on all day anyways. So I also didn't shower. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. I had this like really good morning routine going for a little while where I was like going out for runs or walks. Um, I was coming back, showering, making a tea, all this stuff. And then it got cold. Yeah. And like... I don't mind the cold. Like, I really like the cold. But, like, for those that don't know, I also have asthma, and my asthma acts up in the cold. So, running in the cold is so painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I did it once, and, like, I stopped running after, like, three seconds, and I was like, holy crap, my chest hurts. I need to just walk. Oh, yeah. I don't blame, like, I don't have asthma, and it, it hurts me to run some of these days because it's getting too cold out but yeah so that just messed up my morning routine when i stopped (laughs) do you think you're gonna find a new one that will work for the winter yeah i still think i want to like get outside and do walks i just think i'm gonna have to toss away the idea that it's gonna be a run i think it's just gonna be a nice leisurely morning walk instead oh that sounds really nice yeah you know because i really did like like waking up and just like early in the morning like a 7 30 just going out and like the streets are typically pretty empty because not tons of people are commuting anymore schools haven't started by 7 30 quite yet so like it's pretty empty outside still which is nice so like just going for a very peaceful morning walk has been really nice that does sound nice i mean sometimes i genuinely miss my commute dare i say i miss my commute every single day right because it's like that you you used to resent it but now you realize that like that was your time to decompress from work it's so hard to get something like that when you're at home 
Yeah, I completely agree. In addition to that, like, it was, it was just kind of like, yeah, one of those things, it was just like, especially when I walked home from work, I wasn't necessarily like on my phone, sitting on a bus. I was just walking home, looking around me, all that kind of stuff. It was nice and relaxing. But I also like really underestimated what walking does for your mental health, just like being outside and walking and moving around. Because like, without a commute my steps per day are so down and like I'm not saying this because like I'm like trying to exercise I just like movement is just so good for the body in whatever form you're doing it in and when you work from home and like don't get me wrong I love working from home but like it's more about the you have to work from home all the time and you can't really leave your house all that much is where the issues lie because like if the pandemic wasn't happening and I was just working from home voluntarily I could still go for a walk to the grocery store or to HomeSense or just a random shop down the street or whatever but like I don't really have excuses to walk anywhere anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that I miss that movement which is mm-hmm. why I really liked commuting to work. Yeah I think for me it's definitely the movement like the going for a run during the week I don't really do it because I feel like I I need to be healthy. Like you said, I need to actually breathe fresh air and get moving. Otherwise, I just, I don't feel the same. And I'm genuinely like, I I, I gotta figure out how to substitute that in the winter because I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'll have to just like bundle up and go for a walk, I guess. (laughs) But I also underestimated how much I kind of miss driving sometimes. Mm. Like I went a while with not really doing any long drives I did it a little bit at the beginning where I just kind of go for a drive and then I did it again recently and I was just like this was a much needed reset in a way that I didn't realize it would be because you can just kind of go and the world kind of feels like it's still okay and it's still functioning you know what I mean like from your car everything feels normal and safe (laughs) so (laughs) it's a way to experience the world outside like the small world that we're experiencing now but to still do it in a safe way and I just I needed that distance from the same things I'm seeing every day yeah so I I didn't drive but I get that same like I do miss taking public transit all the time like I one of the few people in Toronto that likes our transit system (laughs) like I don't mind it uh and I really enjoy just like hanging out on a bus listening to music or taking the subway somewhere and like obviously the trans transit's still working but I have nowhere to take it nor do I need to take it anywhere and why would I for like why crowd the system when I don't need to take it anywhere like let the people who need to use it use it um but I do miss it so much and just like being able to just sit and relax and look on that outside world where it does feel normal I mean on the TTC it doesn't feel normal everyone's wearing masks but yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah so I'm trying to think of like specific like tips but I I just feel like I don't I don't know if I have any. (laughs) Do you have like any recommendations for things to watch or read Mm. or listen to because those are that's also advice those are tips. All right guys I found this new British show okay so I really really enjoy British reality shows (laughs) not in the sense of like like a Love Island reality show it's like a reality game show with comedians. Oh, uh, okay. Those are like some of my favorite things to watch. And I just found one called Taskmaster. 
And it's just a bunch of comedians that compete in really silly, ridiculous tasks through a series. And at the end of the series, one of them wins a bunch of useless things. It's like so interesting. It's like one of the challenge was like, uh, it was like there was a coconut and like you can't touch the ground, but you have to get this coconut as far away from its starting position as possible. <laughs> like it's so random, but it's all comedian. So it's so much fun to watch. And I just like I've been binge watching it all week because it's so funny. It's all on YouTube on their ch- YouTube channel. So I would highly suggest watching that if you're into British comedy like I am. It sounds like a good kind of like comfort food thing to have on. Yeah, it's honestly just so much fun. And it makes you feel like a little normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's so ironic that something that sounds like it has so many strange things to it makes you feel normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like those types of shows, like I love those British reality game shows. Like Nevermind the Buzzcocks, I think is so much fun. Watch that Mm -hmm. show if you don't watch it. The Big Fat Quiz of the Year is always great. I don't know if they're going to do it this year, which makes me sad, but reruns there's always reruns yeah and i watch them all the time (laughs) um but i'm trying to think if there's anything new that i watched recently i'm really bad at watching new things i really get stuck in a rut of just re-watching things that i know i like me too but it it doesn't feel like a rut in the moment it just feels like a good idea and then you're like well there's all these things i haven't seen oh yeah it doesn't feel like a rut until I start talking to like my colleagues in our morning meetings. And they're like, oh, I just watched this and I just watched yeah. this. And I'm like, I haven't heard of any of that. I was like, I've just been watching Grey's Anatomy my entire life. <laughs> my entire life. <laughs> like I'm on the like 18th time I've watched Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, relatable. Um, but yeah, I honestly like, again, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy, so if you haven't seen Grey's Anatomy or feel like watching it again, not that it's an uplifting show in any way, but... (laughs) That's true. I'm finding, like, medical stuff hard to watch sometimes, but the older episodes I've seen enough times that I'm desensitized to them. But, like, fully, I watched the first episode of the new series of Grey's Anatomy, and it's about COVID. Like, it's all COVID-related and COVID-themed. It is hard to watch, yeah. It's just sad and depressing that it's real life. Oh, yeah. So I would recommend to not watch that. <laughs> I, I would agree. I'm I'm taking that route for sure. But I'm also starting on my holiday movie watching. Devin I figured probably that was coming. too early, but The Family Stone is still one of the best movies of all time. Even Devin agrees. It's so much fun. I think it's, it's just... To me, a holiday movie, no matter how cheesy, is always, well, it just lifts your mood, especially if it's cheesy, because you're like, wow, this movie is terrible. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this year, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on anyone for doing anything that safely brings them joy. So yeah, you you do what you got to do, Catherine. I support it. The Christmas tree looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Other than Shit's Creek, what have you been watching or doing? Um, I kind of fell back in love with a podcast that I listened to a few months ago, but it's called Home Cooking. Oh, right. You sent that to me. I haven't checked it out yet. I did. Okay. Let me tell you about it because it's so good. And I genuinely think that you will really enjoy it. Uh-huh. So it's made by, it's co-hosted by Samin Nosrat, who she's the chef behind Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Oh, right. Okay. 
Yeah. And Rishi K. Herway, and he's co-hosted uh, Song Exploder and many other podcasts. But together, they basically talk about tips and experiences with cooking from home because obviously, you know, Semin isn't cooking the same way she used to because she's still at home. She's not cooking in restaurants or for mm-hmm. shows and stuff like she used to. And a lot of the show is kind of built on people sending in voice memos with questions and oh, they will fun. talk. Yeah, they'll so they'll talk through um, tips and advice to solve anybody's predicament because there's also so many people who are cooking from home for the first time or cooking a lot of mm-hmm. different things for the first time and so they send all these questions and Samin obviously can speak to all of it and then Rishi will kind of oh my goodness he is all about the puns he will throw <laughs> in puns any chance he gets and then I think my favorite part is just that Samin has the best laugh and like when she laughs about something it's one of those like really hearty laughs okay. where you just yeah. like you kind of feel like you want to laugh because you heard her laugh and it just she seems so happy mm-hmm. and so not only do i learn interesting things and you know genuinely enjoy hearing about cooking but they're just very fun to listen to that sounds wonderful and it does sound like something i would enjoy and honestly when it comes down to it like no matter what the topic of a podcast is if the hosts are fun to listen to i will love that podcast <laughs> Exactly. There's actually there's an episode too that they did with uh, Jason Manzukis. Oh my God, the best! I love him so much. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very good episode. <laughs> Honestly, though, if you ever need to laugh, just watch anything with Jason Manzukis in it because he is so funny. He's just like mm-hmm. one of those people that just brings you so much joy. <laughs> exactly, and I think like just listening to this podcast, it just like made me want to cook more and then just like talk about cooking with you and just like it mm-hmm. feels like a, such a happy bubble to be in. It really does. Um, back to Jason Manzukis. If you <laughs> haven't seen the episode of Nailed It where he's a guest judge, I highly recommend it because he is so funny. I don't. I haven't. Have you watched any Nailed It? Yes. I. That's another show I really, really enjoy. I find it so much fun because it's not about necessarily making fun of people who can't cook, but it's about embracing the idea that cooking is just about fun. And it doesn't really matter what your product looks like. And like, I just find that show just so heartwarming because I'm like, yeah, be crappy at cooking. It's fine as long as you still do it. That feels very relatable to me. I I should definitely watch that. (laughs) It's it's a fun show. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I also really enjoy Great British Bake Off and The Great Canadian Baking Show. I've been watching that a lot lately. Again, highly recommend. Classic. I, I kind of thought, well, I was surprised when those weren't the first shows you mentioned because it just felt <laughs> like something you'd be watching a lot lately. No, yeah. It's just because I literally, before this, was watching Taskmaster. I've been watching it nonstop for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie Underwater not a good movie i don't it's a it's like a horror movie suspense oh. horror it's the one with Kristen stewart and they're obviously underwater <laughs> and there's like creatures and things it's it's fine it's not great i don't like that another one that i really enjoy silicon valley is one mm. of my favorite shows i think it's have you seen it i've only seen part of the first season i think i really enjoy that show so much I love every single one of the characters. <laughs> yeah. I was on a pretty 
intense modern family rewatch oh i rewatched that recently right it's also like really good comfort food yeah it really is it's just heartwarming you know yeah yeah and And like everyone is so funny in it oh my goodness yeah phil and cam make (laughs) me laugh so much phil is truly one of the best characters on comedy television like that (laughs) scene where he comes back with an alpaca (laughs) i cannot handle it (laughs) and also honestly when i was watching it i was kind of like man phil's pretty positive he's like a good attitude all the time i need to be more like phil (laughs) right he's just he's such a good guy to be about you know because like he's so positive he is just always trying to make the best of things Mm -hmm. he's trying to be everybody's friend yeah it's like i need some phil energy (laughs) yes big phil energy (laughs) all right well i mean i hope this was helpful to kind of hear the things that we are have been doing are doing will be doing yeah really embrace movies and tv guys it's okay especially with winter too i think also just embracing what you need to do to take care of yourself yeah um sorry before we go my uh parents have also been watching a lot of nature documentaries and in nature shows they've always done that we've always been this weird like nature documentary family (laughs) but uh, every time it seems every time I go to there like we live in the same household technically but it's split into apartments so every time I go to their apartment they are watching some form of a nature show <laughs> and my favorite one if you have not seen it yet I think it's called spy camera I could be wrong but it's basically they create cameras that look exactly like the animal that they're trying to like get footage of so it blends in with like this herd of animals so there was like this one called spy crab and it was just a walking crab camera that blends in with all these other crabs it is the funniest thing to watch but also did you know crabs are cannibals there was at one point they were migrating and they had to cross a road and some of them got run over because they had to cross a road. The other crabs started eating the dead ones. Oh my, I did not know this. Yeah, so like nature documentaries, guys, they're great. Especially since we can't travel. It's kind of fun learning things about the world, you know? That's true. That's true. But like if you, I don't remember, if, I don't know exactly what the show's called, but it's something about spy cameras or whatever but the (laughs) fact there was one about beavers there was a beaver camera oh my god the cameras are just so funny looking oh my god the one there was monkeys and the monkey camera was the most terrifying thing i've ever seen like it looked like i can't believe the monkeys bought it it was terrifying (laughs) okay interesting i kind of wanted to just look up pictures of the cameras (laughs) all right on that note uh whether it's animal videos that you need or <laughs> some baking or TikToks. Shows. yeah oh my gosh animal videos on tiktok are yes. self-care actually so totally <laughs> we hope that everyone is staying safe staying home wearing a mask socially distancing washing your hands yes support small businesses if you're able to if you're not able to support them you can post about them and share their stuff so they get a little bit more exposure that's a way to help them without Mm -hmm. having to cost you anything but thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and you can find our vegan recipes at twomarketgirls.com or we are twomarketgirls on youtube and all of the social 
all of the social, but we're not on TikTok. No, we're not. We're Should just, we be on TikTok? I, I don't know. I don't know who'd manage it. Mm. <laughs> I just sometimes make TikToks and then post them to Two Market Girls because it's just yeah. easier sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could create a Two Market Girls TikTok account so that we could create it from Two Market Girls. Just to do that? We yeah. Could. We could. All right. It could happen. Maybe we'll have a TikTok. Doubtful, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening. <laughs>